wait for this right okay just doing a screen share waiting for the last few people to come into the room it is absolute pleasure to be here in front of the whiteboard again so many eager people just looking down the list here at the moment alan thanks very much for being here thanks very much andy saying rocking the shirt thank you it's a changing color scheme for me Cameron, long not time, no speak. Really good to see you. Colin, Fabian, Gerdip, Howard, Ivy, thanks for being here again. Martin, looks like the first time I've seen you here. Matt Brown, welcome back. Ming, good to see you. Mohammed Tabi, I'm going to go with MT. Tim Moore, Tulu, it is an absolute honor to be sharing this sticky learning lunch with all of you eager people. I'm not sure I've seen so many people in the room waiting to get in. This is phenomenal. Welcome to today's Sticky Learning Lunch. Last few people arriving. Lee, welcome. Victoria, hello. Thanks for being here again. This is going to be good. The weather outside is terrible here. My shirt is making up for the difference in the uh, darkness that is outside, the grey. So let's get everyone set up for success. Before we kick off today, First things first, get the phones out. Let's make sure we're zeroing out the distraction, 100% attention on what it is you're doing right here, which is looking at your leadership skills and looking at your personal development as a leader, or even how you're gonna to help to develop your leaders. Because it is something that is still vitally missing or vitally important that is missing from modern work, modern society, humanity as a whole. And it's something that I'm very, very passionate about. So, phones on silent. Let's eliminate the emails. Let's eliminate all of those distractions which are going to stop you from learning here today. Second thing, making sure you've got a drink available. Let's keep you hydrated so you can keep your brain lubricated and make this learning stick. And finally, the last stage of setting you up for success for this session, fresh sheet, fresh thinking. So I want you to find a nice clean page in your notepad and at the top of that you're going to write keepers and the keepers are the things that you want to remember and the things that you want to remind yourself about so when you go back and reread it it's going to reignite that thinking that's going to get the new ideas forming and get the actions in place to keep you moving forward I hope this is clear with everyone ah, i think this is the last few people in the room still a couple more arriving beautiful Let's do this. Welcome to today's Sticky Learning Lunch with me, Nathan Simmons, Senior Leadership Coach and Trainer for MBM, Making Business Matter, the home of Sticky Learning. And we are the leadership development and soft skills provider to the grocery and manufacturing industries. My idea of these Sticky Learning Lunches is to help you be the best version of you in the work that you do right now, whether it's working from home or whether it's preparing you to return back to the office. And today, what are we covering? We are covering EVOC, E-V-O-C. So let me get this up on the whiteboard for you. EVOC is a leadership coaching framework that I built in the MBM lab to help people compartmentalize their thinking, to give them a structure so they can do that self-inquiry and start to create their version of reality based on a leader. So it's about helping them to create the pictures in their heads so that they've got something to strive for and that they can show people around them where they're going and help to mobilize that team. 
I think I dived straight in. I dived straight in with the content, over enthusiastic, but we're going to run with it and I'll pick up the other parts as we go in. So what does EVOC, EVOC stand for? EVO. The first part is to evaluate. And this means taking the time to look at yourself. It means taking the time to reflect on what you've been doing for the last year, two years, five years. It's about looking at your habits and the way that you behave and interact with people inside your business so that you can actually see what's going on. And that's the first stage we're going to be looking at today. But then the next stage we're going to be looking at tomorrow is we're going to go into the vision. So where you want to take people, where you want to get to. When we're talking about leadership, it's really important that we understand this. When we are leading, we are out front taking people there. Now, if we don't know where we're going, how are people going to be able to know if they want to follow you? So it's really important we understand where we're going and what our vision is. The truth is, and I heard recently that a great thought leader that often inspires me said that, no, not everyone is a visionary leader. And right now I'm going to call BS on that. Everybody is a visionary leader. You have eyes in your head, you have vision. If you're taking somewhere, going somewhere, you are a leader because you're leading the way for yourself or for someone else. Even if you throw a ball for a dog, you're a visionary leader because that dog is enthusiastic and enthused by your behavior that it wants to go and get that ball and bring it back. So let's get really clear as human beings, we, have all, we all have the capability to create a vision and lead people there. The O stands for obstacles. It is not about, and when we get into this later on, it's not about being stuck by things, it's by, about having the reality to see things as they are, see what your challenges are, and then understand what it is you need to do to move beyond them. So you can get a real clear viewpoint of what's happening, and then take the right um, actions. This one's fine, let's get a fresh one. So that we can go and create so we can come up with some new ideas that are actually going to help us beyond this it gets us into this because we understand who we are i hope this makes sense to everyone everyone with me so far yes or no i know i've dived straight in with the content i got really enthusiastic i saw lots of friendly faces and went straight in that's definitely a typo jamie <laughs> He meant to say all good. <laughs> so this is the model. So this is giving us a four part structure, very similar to the grow coaching model with goal, reality, options and way forward. So we're gonna break this down. The first part that we want to do though, is we want to get absolute clarity on who you are. Because if you don't know who you are, how is anyone else gonna know what they're buying into? If you don't know what you're capable of and what makes you tick, how's anyone else gonna be able to get involved? How's anyone else gonna help you achieve what you see in your head as the big picture for your business, for your department, for your family, whatever it is? So we have to take the time to do this evaluation piece. It is so absolutely vital. Who here has heard of confirmation bias or biases? mental biases. Who here has heard of those? Yes or no? A couple have got a mixture of it. Yes bits, nope, yes, okay. 
high level view. When we have things like a confirmation bias, primarily when we do a job interview, they call they refer to this often as horns and halos thing. You know, you see someone, um, I'm sitting there about to interview someone with my very bright purple shirt on, and this person comes in with a you know a nice beard and glasses and a very nice purple shirt. All of a sudden, I'm starting to get a confirmation bias. They look like me, they dress like me, they must be a good person. Therefore, maybe I'll give them the job, not based on whether they've got the skills or not, but because they look a bit like me or they talk a bit like me. So we start to kind of, we sway, our, we, are, we have our opinions swayed based on what we think of the world. The challenge is when we're doing the self-evaluation piece, if I'm a leader or I've been in a position for a long time, and I haven't got enough people around me to challenge my way of thinking or approaches, I start to think that my way is the only way. I start to become blinded by my behaviors because maybe they worked with this group of people or in this project, and I think that's the only way. So I just stick in that track, in that, in that groove, and I just stay there. Boss bias. Absolutely, Howard, love it. I might have to use that one. So it's understanding that when we get caught in that rut, we need to get a clarity on you know what is working how am i interacting with people how do i take the time to reflect on myself to make sure that i'm doing the best for myself and for those in my care questions just come in this uh, how honest someone will be in evaluating himself absolutely so this is where we get this confirmation bias we get a personal bias to ourselves because we've been doing it for such a long time we you know, we become blinded. It's like the horse, with the shire horse with the with the blinkers on. We don't see what else is going on. We just go, okay, I'm just gonna go there in this way and not think about anything else. So we need to take the time to do the self-assessment. Yes or no, everyone that's watching now, have you sat down and actually taking time to self-evaluate yourself. Whether it's a gap analysis, whether it's you know a questionnaire. Got a couple of yeses, got a no. Colin said here, you can't lie to yourself, you know it's BS, absolutely. But sometimes we just like to kind of overinflate certain things. Yes, many times, good. Yes, but not recently, 100%, but should do it more often. Absolutely, currently no, but I have planned it, good. Good, so we've got a lot of different interaction or responses here, like some yes or no's, we've done it a little while ago. It is critical that we sit down with a set of questions and we go through this stuff. It is critical that we take the time to ask ourselves some decent questions so that we can reflect on our skill set and see what we think. However, often what we think isn't necessarily the truth who here's heard of the phrase perception is reality yes or no a lot of yes it's good but the truth is it's an absolute lie so that what they say is they say um, perception is reality which is why you should never argue with someone else's perception because that perception is their version of reality the reason I say it's a lie is because how I see the world is absolutely different to the way that you see the world. So when I sit as a leader and I go through a set of questions to do my, a self-evaluation, a self-appraisal of myself and my leadership skills and what I'm bringing to a team, that will be one viewpoint. 
So it's critical that we take ourselves out of that. Absolutely, Mohammed, you need to see both sides of the story. And you need to get the people that are in your that are in your charge, not that you're in charge of. So let's get make sure we're getting this language right. Now your team doesn't work for you, you work for them. And this is really important we see this. So yes, and I've got it written down here, you know, the importance of outside self inside and outside evaluation. So the first part is taking a moment to do a 360 survey on yourself. Think about the last conversations you had. Think about the last interactions you had. Think about the last team meeting or project meeting that you led. How did you communicate? What was your teamwork like? How did you take the initiative on problems? And then ask yourself, whether you do a one to 10 rating or a one to five rating or a, a percentage, whatever it is, take the time to grade yourself Just and have a look at it. The next thing that you absolutely need to do is then go outside and do that as a, he says, hold on. It's 360 feedback. So you've got to go outside of yourself and get the 360 feedback to eliminate whatever biases are sitting in your head, whether you think you're doing the right thing, whether you think you're good, bad, whatever. And go and get that information. There's a couple of ways you can do that. And I'm gonna put a link in here, he says. Oh, that's one, bear with me. I'm gonna share with you some questions in a minute, but I'm just sharing a link down the bottom there, he says, if I send it to the right people. For the MBM competency frameworks, I talked about these yesterday as part of uh, the category management program. If you're setting up a bank of questions, what you can do it, or you're, and you're not sure what those questions need to be, is you can use the competency framework there and you can start to create questions around each of those elements, whether it's delegation, teamwork, communication, leadership, and craft some questions out of those frameworks that will then help you to help other people kind of direct their thinking. Where, does, where is this person good in delegation? Where is this person good in communication? What do they need to work on? And by building those questions, you can then give that to the people around you so you can really get some focused information about what people truly think about you. Hope this is useful so far. In short, where we're getting to at this point in time is if you have not done a 360 feedback or you haven't done for one for a while, now is the time to start preparing this. Let me just share a screen with you as an example of some of the questions. Can everyone see my screen? Give me a thumbs up, yes, whatever it might be. Yes, 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 good. I had a slight technical challenge. The file I was gonna go into that has got my original 360 feedback. You can see there's a typo in there. It was corrupted, wouldn't open. That was 10 minutes before the session was due to start. So I had to rebuild one very quickly, but that's what we call thinking on our feet. So what I've done is I've broken it down into three separate areas there. So you can see leadership, communication, teamwork, and I've given some questions there. And we've just done the five stage grading on there, and never, um, very little, it's supposed to be very little, sorry, neutral, sometimes and always. 
just so you as an individual they can just tick those boxes in relation to those questions we're giving that individual a focus so they can go into that oh, does this person do this they can then give that to you or return it and we'll talk about that in a minute and you can start to see what it is you need to be working you can start to see the key elements actually this is the way they perceive my communication this is the way that they perceive certain elements of my leadership and you start to get that external view on you. Again, apologies for the typos. It was very quickly put together due to the technical challenges. Happy to share that with you once the typos have been ironed out, okay? So it's important that we do this. But the challenge that we have is that those confirmation, those internal biases that we often have is, well, I'm right, you're wrong. And we talked a bit about this in negotiation when we talk about positioning ourselves. Well, I'm doing this because it's for the good of the team and for the good of the business and da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. So it doesn't matter what you think about me, I'm not gonna take this on board. And it's really easy to do this and it depends on individuals you're working in, how long they've been in the business, um, you know, how well-educated they are into leadership as into understanding why you're doing what you're doing. So we, we dismiss as you know uh, self-serving, self-centered, egocentric leaders, we dismiss that feedback. We've ticked the box, we've done the 360 feedback at the, for the end of the year, and we can say that we've done the activity, but we're gonna dismiss all the information that we're getting off that sheet because I know best. So it's important that we understand that these are people's perception. It may not be the complete reality, it's their reality. So it's really valuable that we take this information on board and we start to think about it. Question just coming. Let me give a brief answer around if you're struggling to deal, take on with feedback. <laughs> Crikey, can I give a brief answer on that? In short, no, Jamie. The capture all for it. Thanks, Jamie, for laughing, appreciate it. Um, You have no right to tell anyone what to do. And it's especially when we're giving feedback or we're working with individuals, or you've got someone that's not willing to receive or take feedback or deal well with it. We have no right to tell them what to do. We can only do two things, be the example and be the invitation. So when we're giving feedback, the first thing that we actually have to do is demonstrate how to receive feedback. And feedback is immensely challenging, especially from when it's from significant other halves, from partners, from children, from people that you respect in the business. It's very difficult to receive that feedback. We have to learn how to receive it, first of all. And then we have to start crafting the way that we're delivering it. And it's really important that we get this differentiation between um, good and bad feedback. There is no such thing as good or bad feedback. If someone's doing something that is jeopardizing their business, is potentially life-threatening to an individual in a factory environment, uh, is detrimental to their job or other people, is that feedback good or bad? Or is it necessary? The only difference in feedback is, it's not whether it's good or bad, it's whether the delivery is constructive or destructive. So when we have to then craft the way that we're delivering it to make sure that feedback is heard and deeply, you know, deeply appreciated and then inspired to have the actions taken off the back of it. I think if it triggers you, you need to understand the reason. Absolutely. 
the internal trigger is because of the external expect or the external expectation. So there's always something outside of you which is triggering the inter the internal dialogue as well. So when we understand that, what it is about this situation, about this conversation, about this individual that is actually triggering a reaction inside of us, we can then have that internal conversation and we can go back to our self-evaluation, what's going on. I get the be the example, what do you mean by be the invitation? By being the example, you can demonstrate and role model the behaviors. By being the invitation, you can invite other people to learn from that, to role model those behaviors in themselves. Hope this is useful. Crikey. We went in a direction I didn't expect to go, but thoroughly enjoyable. So that last part I already started picking up on it is this bias piece that we were going into over here. We we're talking about the confirmation biases. How many people have done a staff survey? They're going to, they call it, you said we did. Howard's saying same skills for parenting, huh? Yeah, very much so, Howard. Best leadership journey anyone will ever go on. Thoroughly recommend it. So we have these organizations that say, you, you said we did. But more often than not, it's you said we ignored. And it is vital that when we get this feedback, when we do the self-evaluation, when we do the self-critique, and I'm not talking about being destructive or critical, I'm talking about finding the elements that work for you, finding out what is your best points, finding out the elements that you need to work on and improve to take you up a whole new level. Collecting the feedback from other people, speaking to your team directly one-to-one -one or as a team and saying, look, this is what I want to do. This is how I want to do it. I'm going to ask you these questions and I want you to, to rate me in these areas so I know what to do. And also give them an opportunity for open comments. What is it about this thing that you've rated never that it, you know causes a challenge for you? What would you like to see different? Give them the opportunity to put some input into you. Give them the opportunity to help you develop as their leader. And you start to build this two-way conversation, this two-way dialogue where they're contributing to you and the road that you're going on, which is going to help them move down the road that they're going on. Hope this makes sense with everyone. So we go and get this information. We speak to them about it. Back to this question earlier uh, from Mohammed. He was saying, now, how do we make sure the feedback's honest? The greatest measure, I think, of a leader is the ability to get feedback from the members of that team to their face. And I mean the form, the conversation, whatever it is, is to elevate the people inside that team to such a level and that dialogue to be of such a high caliber that those people will tell that to your face. At the same time, I'm very aware that not every team is working to this space and it is very challenging because people aren't always ready to have that honest conversation because they don't know how to give feedback they don't know how to receive feedback they don't know how the conversation will be received full stop so what we do is we give people anonymity to start with and it might take months or years to build this up with new members of the team and the existing team and we create a safe environment we either do it as survey monkey which is really a useful super useful tool to do 
or we get a point of contact. So we get an individual we work with and we get them to collate all of these surveys that are coming in and make them anonymous and then give you that information so you can then go and work on it. That way we make sure the feedback's honest from the people around us. When we're doing it for ourselves, like I said, do the, th do the reflection on the events that you've seen, the, the interactions you've had, what worked, what didn't work. What can I do better next time? Okay, how can I incorporate that? So we've covered the self-evaluation. We've gone out for the 360 feedback and we're making sure we, you said we did or you said I did. Making sure that people know that you're taking that information on board and you're starting to take action on it. Crikey, it is already 25 past one. What has been useful, and there's been a lot of interaction here, which I'm loving, absolute fire on the questions box today. What has been useful from today's session so far? I want to be respectful of all your time to make sure we close out here for half hour. What has been useful from today? I'm just going to ask best advice for giving feedback to someone who hates hearing something negative. How do you preface it? Ah. The challenge is that you've already framed it as being negative. The challenge is that you've already put a label onto that thing to say that this conversation is going to be negative or this person is going to be negative. Therefore, that when I go into this, I'm already putting that intention onto the, onto the dialogue. I've already changed the way that my words, the, the shape of my words and the way that you feel by the thinking up here. The content of your head dictates the content of your mouth because what you think of people is how you treat them. I think bad experiences of feedback hinders and does take time to undo the damage, show integrity and be honest. Absolutely, Victoria, completely agree. Because a lot of organisations we've worked in, they're not used to this. Now they, they still work in these biases, they still work on the ignoring this. Now, oh, you said that about me, therefore I'm going to dismiss you or move you out of the business. And it takes an integrity of leadership to say, okay, I want to know the truth. I want to see what you see and then develop from that. Right, now there's a whole lot of stuff flying in, which is good. Should we accept all feedback from others? Ivy, yes. I always say in this that there is no smoke without fire. The size of that fire is completely that person's perception. You need to take on board that information and receive it with grace and dignity, and then kind of dig into it. And maybe it was just a snapshot. Maybe it is something they see all the time. Maybe it's something that affects them. At the same time, though, it's important to always receive it gracefully and graciously and then start to think about what you want to do with that. Face, facing face-to-face -face feedback. Facing face-to-face -face feedback. There's a lot of faces in there, Howard. Face-to-face -face feedback, absolutely. Facing face-to-face -face, uh, commas. That's what was needed in that sentence. <laughs> Absolutely. It's being honest with yourself and just going, okay, let's have a conversation. Let's have a cup of tea and some biscuits and I want to hear it all. Perception is not reality. Good. The self-evaluation is very important. Would be great to get a template you showed us. Petra, I can do that. As I said, that was a super fast rebuild there. I will get all the typos out of there and you can have a copy of this. And there's also, as I shared in the link there with the competency framework, to start building your own questions using those frameworks. You can download them from the MBM site and start building some of those questions. People in your charge, not people you are in charge of, really powerful. Agreed, Matt. When you change this construct of people are there in your charge, yeah, it's, it's a different dynamic of conversation. Constructive and destructive feedback, absolutely. I think the body language is also very important. Agreed. 
Agreed, absolutely. Self-evaluation, our job often to evaluate others, but vitally self, yeah, absolutely. We do it, for, we're very quick, um, you know, we're very quick to judge other people. And we're even quicker to take that heat off ourselves and not do it for ourselves. We expect to be told by other people what they see, but there's that disconnect between that honesty and authenticity. But actually, if we're looking to, you know, to make our make ourselves obsolete, to make ourselves an older version like Windows 95. No one's using Windows 95 anymore. Well, I hope they're not. You know, but it's, it's making that older version obsolete by bringing a newer version out. And yes, there might be hiccups along the way, but that's what the patches are for. But if we stay at Windows 95, we're going to make we're going to be made obsolete by another leader or someone else coming in to do a better job than us. Also took a while to get the video working. Okay, yeah, glad I did. Nice purple shirt. Thanks, Cameron. Appreciate it. Also, prejudgment makes great difference. Do not assume the reaction. Just try. Absolutely. Do not prejudge. Should we try? Should we do some scenarios before giving feedback? I mean, train ourselves on different reactions from other parties. Do you know what? The best training is, yeah, you can, well, I can teach the frameworks this. We can do a separate um, sticky learning lunch on this in, in the very near future around giving feedback. There's a few things that come in around this from this conversation. Get the basic model. Tell people that you want to practice giving feedback. Tell people you want to practice receiving feedback and get the most trusted people around you, whether it's, you know, um, senior people in your team other leaders or whatever and start to having those conversations and just practice doing that with each other get them to be honest with you as well and enjoy the process enjoy the emotions that come up please send spell check document i will how can a leopard change its spots never carry on being a leopard agree needing to upgrade mindset or behaviors it isn't a bad thing good there's a lot of stuff coming up today this is really good i'm not enjoying this how often do we self-evaluate Minimum once a year, minimum. But what you can also do, and this is something I was thinking about before we did this session, is you may have four to five to eight to ten questions in each area, each of these areas. So whether it's just about teamwork or whether it's just about communications, you might have ten questions. Well, actually, what benefit would you get if you did it as a focus month or a focus quarter for yourself. I'm gonna send this questionnaire purely about my communications for January, February, and March. And you go and get some answers about your communication skills for the first quarter, and you've got something to start working on. And then the next quarter comes in, and you're gonna do 10 questions about teamwork. And you get 10 answers about that. So now you're practicing some of the communication stuff over here. And then your teamwork stuff comes in. So you've already got this one moving. And then you're starting to get this one moving. So rather than get these answered to 15, 20 questions at the end of the year and all this stuff going on with all the other business stuff going on, you start to do some incremental changes through the course of your year. So my recommendation right now that came into this session is do your, you know, your evaluation. If you're doing self-evaluation, you ideally as a leader very quickly doing it after every conversation every day you know every month whatever just you know those those key moments but working with the team and getting them to do the 360 feedback i'd say once a quarter but just do it on smaller amounts what if there's a great variance in the feedback how to make sure that you're reading the right signals good point mohammed again comes back to that perceptions reality 
ratify it with other people in the, in the team, but then also go back and look at those open responses. What was it that made this person answer in this way? Because they may say, on March 27th at 9.32 in the morning, you said this to me and it really upset me. And that thing's really stuck with me. Okay, let's have a conversation about it. Tell me more. What happened? What did what what was you know what were the actions? What was the outcome? What were the emotions that came up? That's why it's, it's best to be able to get that face-to-face -face valuable feedback. How to evaluate? There's a lot of stuff coming up about feedback. How to give feedback to your boss if you hate something he or she is is doing? Now, <sighs> yeah, okay. I think I'm getting a clear signal here. I'm going to read this in the tea leaves, as it were, that we will be doing some sticky learning lunches around feedback. Yes or no, would that be useful to the people listening in today? Victoria's already read my mind. I see a feedback session coming. Yes. <laughs> yes, in cap. Okay, crikey. Okay, enough. It's an avalanche of yeses. Um, okay, we will do that. Now, that reminds me of the thing that I missed, I forgot to tell you about, Early on, look, I'm conscious of time. This is overrunning. We're getting into a good conversation. I am going to post the link in there for the Sticky Learning Lunches. If you have not registered for tomorrow's session, the link is in the chat in the chat box right now. Now is the time to go and get registered for tomorrow's session. Tomorrow we're going to be looking at creating vision. Okay. We're going to carry on working through this model. If you've enjoyed what you've seen today, now is the time to go and make sure you're in for tomorrow. And if you know someone else that would benefit from being in part of these conversations, share that link with them. The more people in this room sharing some of this knowledge, learning some of these concepts, the better, as far as I'm concerned. On a scale of one to 10, one being terrible, 10 being phenomenal, how useful was today's content? And we're only at the first step. The 12 flown in there, 10, 10, 8, 9, 8, 10. Great content, thank you. 10, 10, ah, oh, amazing, thank you. Content 10, shirt 11. Good, I'll keep working on the shirts. Should have been longer, it's a lunch, I'm not gonna interrupt, you know, it's half an hour of content, half an hour of actually having something to eat, please. Thank you very much for being here Dave. The last link that I'm gonna show you, because I'm working on my own today, the wonderful Sarah is multitasking. She's off looking after some of the other people right now. In the chat box is the link for the leadership coaching cards. They cover every step of the EVOC coaching model. And in there is, I wanna say 20 questions in each of the sections that will walk you through each stage of this model. I know some of you have already got this. I know Gerdip's already got a copy of this. I know there's a few other packets flying around with people that are in this room right now. There are around 20 questions in each of these stages that will help take you through this self-evaluation, this vision, the obstacles, and how to create forward momentum. It will be like you have me sharing the conversation with you for five pound, which is ridiculous in itself. Um, are is those cards online i.e. PDF? No, but there is a link on our website where you get a small snippet of them so you can test them out a little bit. Oh, there's a good point here actually, we're gonna bring this in. Self-evaluation has to be disconnected from salary review to have honest answers. Absolutely, we don't do this for the money. In the nicest possible way, we get paid our worth. We do not do what we do for the money. It has nothing to do with it. If anyone tells you that they just do their job for money, wrong 
can quickly break that down in about seven questions. What's tomorrow's shirt? Probably a version of this, but maybe in blue, but we'll work on that one. Everyone really appreciate the input today, really appreciate the engagement, absolute fire in the questions box. I hope you've got all the links there. You've got the connection, the, the link for tomorrow's session to get booked in. You've got the competency frameworks. You can now start building some of your own questions. I will tidy the format that I've got here. Um, and in doing so, I will get you a copy of that emailed out afterwards. Other than that, have a lovely rest of your day. And I look forward to seeing you again tomorrow at one o'clock for the next part of this training. Thanks very much. Have a wonderful day. See you then.